I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. We're going to be talking about bullying. We're going to talk about children and youth. We're going to share statistics. We're going to jump into solutions and specifically an anti-bullying bylaw with a restorative approach. Podcasting from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. This is connecting your community, building community through unity, through unity, getting things done takes activism and Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen have come together to share firsthand community voices, bringing awareness to community issues, watching how other communities handle like problems and sharing their successes, connecting, connecting your community. Here are your hosts, Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen. Yeah, well, I am so stoked to be back and I'm even more excited that we have Kate joining us again. Uh, you came onto the podcast to speak about PTSD and now we're, we're going to move into a social issue that has been really brought up recently with some bullying that's happening at the Northside Skate Park. And we start hearing a few stories and then dozens of stories and then it starts trickling from not only children and youth being bullied, we know adults are going through it in the workplace. And so we wanted to really start having some more conversation about an anti-bullying bylaw, about solutions with respect to bullying and how we can actually start having those conversations. So thank you for coming back. So like I was sharing, social media is getting flooded with so many public stories about what's happening at the Northside Skate Park. And you know, Bikers Are Buddies gets in and they're now doing some mentorship and even somewhat of just patrols around, making sure that kids feel safe. So. Before we get into it anymore, can you give us the definition of what bullying actually is? Yeah, sure. From a policing perspective, of course, that's where I'm coming from. Um, uh, the definition of bullying, in my mind, uh, there's a few different components to it. So it has there has to be sort of a perceived um, imbalance of power. Um, so there's a power differential. Um, the negative interactions um, have to be either direct or indirect, right? So it can be face-to-face and actual, let's say, you know, punching or kicking mm-hmm. or whatever. Or it can be indirect spreading innuendo or rumors or gossip about somebody, right? Um, there has to be an intention to harm. So there has to be that mental intent to harm. And or, fi- or physical then in that, yeah. that matter? Okay, either so way though, there's that, there's that intent, right? We call it mens rea. So there's that intention. Okay. So yeah, I, I you know, I, I know that I'm gonna punch you, right? I have the mental yeah. intention to do that. And it has to be repeated. Yeah. So a one-off, um, in my mind, it does not constitute bullying. There has to be more than one incidence. It has to be repeated. So would you say that it has to be repeated? Okay, obviously there's this child. We'll use we'll use children and youth for just right now. So this youth is what about if he's going after different people? Or is it just more like, are we focusing on one person he continually to go after? I think, um, again, from, if you're going to look at an enforcement perspective, which you guys are going to talk about, um, uh, to meet the threshold, I would think, mm-hmm. for, for the courts to even jump in and take action, there would have to be repeated behavior mm-hmm. on a particular victim. Yeah. Like if it's a one-off. On, on one, on one on victim, one so person, not doing yeah. it with multiple different, but you'd have to do the repeat yeah. offense on that same yeah, victim from generally. A, from a policing perspective, I, would, I think you would need to see one victim being bullied on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that you couldn't intervene with yeah. a person who's bullying, and we can talk about different ways that that can happen. Yeah. And I think it's also important too that, 
even through this podcast, we are not looking at a punitive Correct. approach. We are looking at even things from formative to restorative types of approaches because this is a social issue and this is happening at all levels, including, let's be honest, even as far as with our municipal political leadership, all the way down to workplace bowling, et cetera, right? And this, this is a community issue as well as a social issue. And so we want to come and raise awareness and start having these conversations on solutions, mm -hmm. but also more importantly on statistics. Like I know, Blaine, you were looking at some of the workplace statistics. Yeah, actually, let's, let's touch on that. Uh, workplace, workplace bullying. So this is some stats out of OHS Canada. So, and I'm going to read them verbatim here. A study revealed that 60% of Alberta workers had experienced workplace harassment, while half of the victims of bullying or harassment would not report it. Of the ones who had sought help from their employer's human resources department, 62% said that the companies mm. had taken no action. You know, and that reminds me, we even had locally on the news recently, there was, there was a police officer who came forward with respect to some of the workplace bullying. And, you know, I think when even whatever department you're from, whatever career you're in, there is going to be bowling within the workplace. Mm -hmm. But when we're seeing these statistics that 62% said that companies took no action, this is a bigger issue than even just what's happening at the skate park. This is an issue that's happening at every level. And it's the same thing. We talked about it before and, and a little bit uh, off camera here that so often if, if I was being bullied, the chance of me going to my employer mm -hmm. are, are probably somewhat limited because I'm wondering if, you know, what is going to be done with this? And and are we going to go anywhere? Am I going to be that person yeah. that's ratting out or, or whatever? So yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a difficult thing as well, right? But you also get the justification of how people come after you. And let's get real. You've taken some hits. And that's bowling. That's slider. That's everything. And it's justified. Well, you're a politician. You should be ready to take this. No, I don't think anyone, for some of the things that I've read that people have posted, <laughs> not cool. And I know you can laugh yeah. about it. That's good. Yeah. but. When yeah, you see that, it trickles that negativity. Cool. And it's yeah. actually, it's bowling in my opinion, right? So. It does for sure. Yeah, it comes down to the culture too of the organization. Absolutely. Right? I know a lot of um, agencies, organizations, institutions in Lethbridge have a very robust, um, respectful workplace mm -hmm. policy. So I think, you know, um, just as it was at the school, right? And we can talk about that, but there's a culture, so it needs to come from the top down. So right. you actually brought something up beautiful that we need to talk about is school. I know you did some research about what's happening in the schools and what's working, what's yeah. not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you touched on it earlier, Mallory, right? The research shows that um, punitive consequences don't really work. Right, so there's the punitive versus the formative um, consequences. And so um, there's a program that I think Public Service Canada is hoping more schools will begin to adopt, and it's called the Whole School Approach, like W-H-O-L-E, Whole School Approach. Um, and what they're doing, yeah, is they're looking at um, sort of schools developing anti-bullying well, I guess a safe school policy, and then within that safe school policy, you would have an anti-bullying initiative. Right. So the policy comes okay. first, and then the anti-bullying initiative comes second. And like you said, we were talking off camera again, it's focusing on restorative yes. justice. Yeah. It's not punitive, it's restorative. 
right? So let's not expel this kid. Let's look, let's sit down, get him and the victim together, do some restorative stuff, figure out what's going on. Is it a cultural thing? Is it an organizational culture thing? What is the culture at the school? Does the school you know, I don't know, years and years ago. So what has that child gone through? Yes, so there's bigger issues to unpack. Right, and years ago, I, I remember, and it's not done as much now, is if you remember, we're talking 15, 20, 25 years ago, sorry, Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, you know, the, the community service side of things. You just don't see as much of that anymore, and maybe I just am not noticing it, mm -hmm. but it just seems that that is something that, you know, as far as is going out and working in your community and, you know, for something that you've done, and there's, so it's not really punitive as much as it's, 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 taking, responsibility. it's taking responsibility for, for what you've done, right? When I think of restorative approaches, that's where I have saw, you know, frontline experience, some of the greatest transitions, whether that's even reintegrating into the community, et cetera, right? And I think about if we want to focus mainly what we are right now as children and youth within the school system is mm -hmm. you look at someone who is bullying and maybe someone with a very uh, complex, traumatic home, and this child's coming to school and they're lashing out, they're trying to exert their power that they have none at home, right? So there's so many issues, but restorative also gives that opportunity for not only this, and again, using a child as an example, youth, and giving them an opportunity to sit down face-to-face -face with the person who they've just bullied, and even doing some of that community restoration piece, restorative piece, where it's like you are going to go into your community and you're going to go work at the food bank. You're going to go serve and you're going to get a broader perspective, mm -hmm. but you're also supported not only by the community, you're supported by teachers within the school because that's what we are lacking. We are lacking that awareness. We are lacking any type of formative measures to address this massive social issue. Yeah, and that's where that whole school approach comes in, right? It's from top down, to, from directors to administrators to principals to teachers to coaches to secretaries to students. The whole, not part the whole so we're, we're talking about right. children yeah let me some stats here yeah. when, it, when it comes to children again from the public health agency of canada one in three adolescent students reported being bullied in the last three months bullying behavior peaks for boys and girls in grade nine at 37 percent and grades eight and nine for girls at 28 percent mm -hmm. and another in, in this study in a 2006 study, 39% of students reported that they that they bullied, and 20% reported both bullying and being bullied mm -hmm. themselves. Yep. So it's 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 really interesting to see how many students actually go through this, and and I just I'm amazed at at you know seeing this from that public health agency yep. of Canada. Yeah, that's and great. I think even there's going to be further additional research that's coming out because there's lots of longitudinal studies that are being done, etc. But one of the also crushing things is that children don't always come forward and report bullying, right? A lot of right. children like, are like I said earlier, you're, you, you're scared too yeah. to, to report it because yeah. what's going to be their struggling right? and isolating. And so what really caught my attention a few years ago was a very young lady, I want to say around 16 years old, ended up committing suicide because it was getting so bad, you know? And I think about the mental health aspect and deterioration of a child, of a youth with a developing brain that every single day is being bullied for whatever reasons. I mean, you can go into sexual orientation, kids are getting bullied about, you can get into, you know, poverty related issues, why kids are getting bullied and it needs to stop. 
It needs to stop. And in my opinion, there needs to be more stuff within the schools, just like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But also as we're having that conversation, I'm thinking about even adults who are working within a system that are getting bullied, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. There's research shows that there's consequences to children and adolescents if they're continually subjected to bullying, right? Yes. Numerous, um, numerous consequences with self-esteem, um, physical issues, yes. all sorts of things. Um, Self-harm, you've seen yeah. a lot of that because yeah. they're trying to find a way to deal with what they're, what they're going yeah. through, right? So we need a, in my mind, it's a pro-social yes. sort of solution. And one of the things that sort of pops up in my mind is there was a statistic on Public uh, Safety Canada where I think it was less than 20% of peers step in to stop bullying at school. So let's take that a step further and talk about um, sort of having people at the college, at Lethbridge College. We have instituted bystander training That's for yeah. um, if, they, if somebody sees somebody being sexually harassed or assaulted or intimidated or whatever. We, there's bystander training now. So, you know, we, I think we need to focus beyond the victim and, yes. and the bully, yeah. right? And again, bring it more holistic, yes. right? And train people mm -hmm. to step in yep. and intervene. Be a by, do that bystander training. How many times do we see videos out there of, of yeah. kids, uh, you know, filming yeah. someone getting beat up, and and they all pull out their cameras? So they're not stepping in, saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah. They're actually filming, and and you know, saying, "Do that," you know, hit them harder. Do this. Do that. And, and they're, they, they've got their, all of them filming with, yeah. with their phones and not stepping in. It's, it's, it's terrible. That's terrible for sure. Uh, one thing too is, even as we're just conversing about this, is no one is too young to do that bystander training, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we are almost trying to pretend that this isn't as big of an issue as it is. But as someone who is getting messages constantly since the original post about the bowling, Dozens and dozens of parents are coming forward saying that this is an issue at every level, not only at the schools, not only in public settings, that we need to have and find out what solutions are actually going to work. So on that note, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about some solutions. This is Connecting Your Community with Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen. We'll be right back after these messages. Audio, electronics, try Smith's Audio, 13th Street North. You, you need the best sound? Yeah, you gotta try Smith's. Smith's Audio, 13th Street North, electronics simplified. So I had the honor of talking to various different professionals within the community and one professor actually said to me, Mallory, there needs to be better early intervention. That would be an amazing solution. And that, that also covers even just talking about the awareness and stuff around the bystander and how to act. But while you were doing your research, Kate, what else and what other solutions did you find? Um, the big one that I found was this, um, the whole school approach, right? And again, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it, so I don't want to mm -hmm. um, repeat myself, but getting that um, awareness and education into the schools early to change attitude. And when you change the attitude, you can change the behavior, right? Um, you know, there are, there are other 
things that you can do. For example, I know that you're, you know, you've done some research into bylaws and, and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but um, I think for me, the, the big thing is, is stepping back from that sort of punitive yes, approach. Training people to intervene and getting, getting them at a younger age to sort of start educating them on, um, you know, what bullying is and why it's preventative it's, why side of things, wrong. obviously, right? Yeah, and you know what to do when if somebody does bully you, you know, and we as parents can teach our kids that as well, right? So, you know, yeah, it can be at the schools, but I think maybe there also should be some family conversations Absolutely. as well. Yeah, and that that's even part of the. The restorative approach too is not only involving let's say the youth on youth but also even bringing in the families right mm -hmm. that's that's part of restoration because um, you don't know what the family dynamics are yes, right exactly so, exactly and for the most part there could be something behind the behavior of the Absolutely. bully Absolutely. right yeah. and i'm just vividly remembering lee main when lee main came on and talked about the classes that he offers mm -hmm. it's not only as a result of you know teaching children self-defense should they ever have to use it but it's also standing up for yourself so once this once the comments started flooding in mm -hmm. one of the solutions which then started a new wave of conversation was the anti-bullying bylaw okay so i'm thinking what is this i've never even heard of an anti-bullying bylaw right mm -hmm. and so i started doing some research i'm like wow and i'm i'm reviewing different anti-bullying bylaws not only within our province but also within Canada and then an international level. The most, I want to say, greatest bylaw that I did see was Chestermere. Mm -hmm. Chestermere's okay. got a really good Chestermere bylaw. had yeah. an actual very positive approach to anti-bullying. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think even just having some communication with the counselors out there to see what's working and what's not working because you use that opportunity to, you know, should it be brought up for a motion to start looking at, you want to find out what's working and what's not. So I know you did some research about it about the Chestermere Bible. It's got a fairly good definition. It has um, kind of restorative components to it, actually. Um, ultimately, it does allow for punishment in terms of a fine mm -hmm. um, and probably a court date where you'd have to go to court and, and pay the fine and stuff like that. But Putting that aside, it allows for sort of that restorative component that we're talking about, right? There is um, basically a restorative justice option in that bylaw. Now, it is a strict liability bylaw, which means that um, the, the accused or the person who's doing the bullying um, can provide a defense, right? That's what strict liability means, is the, the person mm -hmm. accused can provide a defense as to why they were doing what they were doing. You know, we were, we were talking a little bit about this uh, earlier as well, and how we thought, is it a, it is a, is it a school approach? Is it a, is it a community approach? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important multiple. that, yeah, Absolutely. it is multiple because yes, multiple strategies. we do know quite often that if, if uh, you know, there's bullying done at school, it's on that property, mm -hmm. that's an approach that could be done through the school. Mm -hmm. But we've seen, as, as Mallory has indicated here with the skate park, and there's a few others that uh, have happened as of, as of uh, just recently mm -hmm. with bullying happening throughout the community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's important, I think, that it's, it's more holistic. So we've got the whole approach there in, yes. inside the, the school system. 
but also as a community because I think that's important. Starting again, as you mentioned, Kate, I think it's so important right at home. Having the education side for anything like this is so important. Mm -hmm. And to talk about the importance of, of uh, you know, that educational part on, on those students going out as well. Yeah, because we just don't know the backgrounds um, that some of these youth are, are coming from, right? Absolutely. Or, or, and again, yeah. talking about sort of unpacking the, the yes. causes of this. Because nobody wakes up one morning and goes, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to behave this way, Absolutely. right? Like, there's, there's frustration, there's, there's conflict in their life, and these youth that are exhibiting these behaviors simply don't have the tools mm -hmm. to deal with it appropriately. So let's teach them how to deal with it. It's a lack of education at, at, yeah. at a, and I, I mean, I have to say it out there, at, at home, if, if you're not talking about this at, around the, if it's the dinner table or whatever, getting that information in from, from your parents and from, from those, mm -hmm. your guardians, I think that's, again, it's a start for all of this. But you also, and just to kind of counter what you said, is you'll also see, like, even some of the research where parents have had those conversations specifically with children who have been bullied, mm -hmm. and they're not even, they don't even feel comfortable to share because of the shame that right. they're carrying because the yep. words that, that are being used is not something that, you know, maybe a lot of kids want to bring forward to their parents for various reasons, right? And so... I mean, I think a lot of these kids as well, it, it happens, and, and I know when, when I was in school, I thought, okay, if I'm bullied, I don't, I don't want to go to, yeah. to the principal. I don't want to go yeah. to my, even my parents because, mm -hmm. man, I'm going to be this kid that, that ratted. And then, you know what, yes. am I going to be bullied even more? And yeah. so you hold that inside, and you're right, that's... That's difficult as well. It depends on, on you know, uh, mentally how you're going to be dealing with that. So, yeah. it's you know we got to make sure that it's okay to talk to your parents. Absolutely. It's okay to talk to your principal. Yeah. It's 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 you know, and, and we're talking about kids. And again, this goes far beyond, right? We yes. we talk about it in the workplace or other, but, but it seems like it's lately easier for them to deal with, it, right? it is easier to to deal with for sure. Yeah. So for kids, you've got to educate them. You've also got to teach them how to stand up to a bully. Um, and you've got to um, understand what's causing that behavior. Let me put it, this out to you again, just from a policing perspective, because I've seen it. What do you do when the child is being bullied at home? Or the parents, that conversation is not going to happen with the parents or guardians because the behavior is coming Absolutely. from home. Right. And right? the regression so, of children who have been witness to domestic violence absolutely. right, are mm -hmm. going to school potentially school, mm -hmm. maybe even the skate park and they're acting out. They just mm -hmm. saw what mom or dad did to the other parent. Yeah. So Do you what, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good to have that yes. holistic community, family, community out there as well. But that's why I think the schools and that's are why, so important. As you indicated earlier, Kate, that that, you know, punitive Absolutely. doesn't work. Just doesn't doesn't work, right? Because it, it happens. I mean, a lot of people say, well, hit you in the pocketbook. Well, it's not that that child's gonna be paying that, it's going to be a parent and, and then mm -hmm. Does that cause more concern at home as well? I had to pay this fine. I had to do this and could cause more friction. Could it cause more friction at home? So I think that oh restorative this this is mm -hmm. that's that's definitely a, a better route to go. Yeah, absolutely. So So what could some of those approaches be? In terms of formative, restorative. In your perspective, what are some of the alternatives? Okay, so there's a school safety policy that could be implemented. Um, and when that, you know, there's all sorts of ways that you do that. You would need to do a quick needs assessment at a school, right? So do a questionnaire, do some interviews, maybe um, 
yeah, throw out a survey, something like that, right? Get get a sense of what the culture is like right. at the school, and mm-hmm. then once you, with key stakeholders in it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to take a bunch of time. Um, draft a safe school policy, mm-hmm. and then once you've got that policy in place, then you jump into the anti-bullying initiative, right? And that engages the whole school, and that's where the awareness right. and the education um, and the attitude changing hopefully sort of takes place. If, you know, from a restorative justice perspective, it would just be like we do in the courts or what we used to do in the courts, and you still do. Um, you know, you get the victim and you get the suspect together. Uh, and, you know, there's different ways of doing that, right? I mean, you make sure that the environment is safe and comfortable for everybody. Um, and you may want to bring in other people that were maybe indirectly affected by the behavior, right? Maybe family, friends, teachers, other students in the classroom, potentially, anybody who was impacted might want to have a say. It's going to depend on who's running it and how they want to set it up. But these are different ways um, that it sort of could be done. Um, And there's, they have to take responsibility. Now, you and all three of us know that sometimes somebody's going to say, I refuse to do that. Then there's, that's that's where the punitive would have to come in. That's where you do need the Mm -hmm. punitive, but you're hoping that under most circumstances, it's not going to come to that. Yeah, so I really want to encourage our city council to start looking at an anti-bullying bylaw uh, from a restorative lens, from a restorative approach, from a formative approach as well, because I believe that it could it could and possibly help children and youth who are being bullied, especially within the public setting. So other solutions are even meeting with a trusted adult and having those continued conversations at home, encouraging your friends to have them with their friends as well. Um, obviously, if it's workplace bullying, to always speak to HR and do your best, despite the statistics of how many percentages are saying nothing was done. But it's also important to give resources like the Kids Help Phone. That is a yeah, massive, absolutely. amazing resource that we will post at the end of this podcast for parents to even give to their children, guardians, kinship care, etc. Yeah. Because that is a 24-hour hotline that children are able to call and to talk to someone, yeah. right? Um, and also, just even locally, bikers are buddies, are getting out in the community, and they are being um, a restorative approach almost. They're giving that opportunity to have children, have those mentors, and those safe adults at public settings. So before we close, is there anything else that you guys want to say? I just, you know what, I, I, th- I think we've covered a lot of it, and there's, there's we could go on for so long. That's why I'm like, we got that's, that's why I think it's important, as we talked about earlier, of, of not just at a school level, because yes. that's something that is, is controlled uh, through, through uh, yeah. you know, the, the uh, provincial guideline. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it'll be done that way, right? But, but I think it's important to, to also have something community-based for this. Yeah. And again, not as punitive, as, as it is restorative because I think the punitive side is what's difficult with that is policing as well enforcing it and you know taking yeah, the time really you know and taking that time out of, of uh, uh, you know the bylaw or even if it goes below, beyond the bylaw officer into the police mm-hmm. where they could be doing uh, you know 
other things. Not that this isn't important because it's no. extremely important, yeah. but I think the restorative side is, is, is quite important there. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where it hasn't yet escalated right into criminal behavior, so let's right. try and come Absolutely. at it from a different angle. Education. Yeah, yeah. and it's a positive yeah. intervention. Now, just yeah. before we close, Blaine, I know and I have read a lot of things that people have said about you, about myself, you know, all over social media, the bullying and the slander that has happened to both of us for standing up and the inability for people to just simply let others have their own opinion. There is no such thing with some individuals to agree to just disagree, mm -hmm. which is okay. That's okay. You know, I've lost countless friends that's, that's, as a result for simply standing forward with a picture with Rachel Harder because my ideology should not match a woman who has stood up for amazing change in our country. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I think we also need to talk about how high these levels go, right? Because we have adults bullying each other, okay, with kids at home. Mm -hmm. You're seeing the ripple effect. Well, you're seeing how easy it is to, to get behind a keyboard, right? Yeah. Get behind a keyboard and, and bully, and that happens so much, yes. especially these last 10 years. Cyberbullying like cyber is, yeah. is huge. It's a whole different podcast. And I don't know how to, how to yeah. you know, attack that, but I think if we do it within the schools yeah. and, and a community, that there's going to be a start to, again, I mean, I'm a broken record, but education. Yeah. Let's start educating on... Mm -hmm you know, uh, bullying and, and, and try to, you know, get some guidelines going forward from that. There's a lot of people that struggle with mental health, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of people who have killed themselves as a result of bullying. Mm -hmm. That is an issue in itself. And this is why we're here, is to raise awareness against bullying and to hopefully bring solutions and community conversations to these issues. Thanks for sure. tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Connecting Your Community with Blaine Higgin and Mallory Christiansen. Join us next time as we continue to discuss community topics and how all of us together can make a difference. Remember, there is no community without unity.